flight track. Welcome to Infandelity with B and C, one day a former jock, that's B, married a self-proclaimed nerd, that's C, and slowly she introduced him to the path of nerd of enlightenment. Here we will discuss pop culture media and fandoms that we share and some that we don't. It's all fun and games until your spouse finishes the show without you. What's up, y'all? We're back. You know, our schedule, we don't have a schedule right now, so y'all just going to get this content when you get it, but we will probably be more to a weekly schedule because June is here and things are popping, things are happening in yeah. the TV and movie space. So we're going to have plenty of content, hopefully, to be able to talk about um, coming up here this month. So, let's get right into the movie and TV news. I just wanted to say Loki comes out this week, so we're super excited about that. Um, They've been gassing, gassing, gassing for a long time, and it's finally here. So, super excited to watch that. I also saw a new Elite trailer this week i don't know when it dropped i think i was a little bit late but i think it dropped like the weekend before memorial day uh so that was pretty cool i'm excited for that that starts next week with their short stories and then the full season drops um next friday and then also in musical news in the heights also drops this week on hbo max so i We'll be watching that. Um, B, will you watch that? What is it? I don't even know what it is. In the Heights. It's a musical. It it's like a... It's it's written by the same person who wrote Hamilton, but it's about Afro-Latinos in New York City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I'm excited for that. I had just thought of something else, but I can't remember. So, uh, for Memorial Day weekend, we went to New Orleans and got to see Bruckner Mansion, which is where the was this girls' school for the witches in American Horror Story Coven. This this episode was gonna be about American Horror Story, but I feel like we're a little bit too far removed to talk about it. So we're gonna let that one breathe until maybe we get the new season, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll start talking about it again. But how did you how did you feel? How was your trip to New Orleans? Oh, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it definitely was a bucket list of destinations to go domestically. So, um, still want to go visit uh, during Mardi Gras, even though I can't drink. But I like the experience of it all. Um, I like the architecture of the buildings, and mainly as far as how Bourbon Street looked. Um, more specifically, like how the um, like the levels and shit, like how like the balconies and shit. Like you can go out on the balconies and like just kind of parlay and chill and yeah. just. Now you know why Popeyes has balconies on the side of the building. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it was cool. It was fun. Um, It was cool seeing um, uh, the Buckner Mansion. Um, Yeah, it looks just like on the show. Like, it it looks just like how I look on the show. It's a private residence, so you can't go inside. 
Yeah, but I found out <clears throat> based off of a uh, YouTube video I looked up that the inside looks like the inside how I did on the show. Oh, okay. So, because uh, we was wondering that too, we didn't know if that they had actually made a, a set or something and right. just used the house outside. Um, Cause I don't know how they did for it. I mean, they do that with different shows. What's the show that they did with? with um, more specifically, uh, Family Matters. Like they always show the Family ho- Family Matters house or whatever on the outside that was in Chicago, but they that was a, of course a set. And on the, the inside. On the inside, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, they do that all the time, but that was an actual real house. So it's crazy to think that that's a, how spacious it is on the inside based off of how it looked on the show. I mean, but you saw how far back it went. Yeah, it was like, deep. That was, like I said, all them houses back there was deep as hell. Like, I don't know yeah. what it was about the front of the houses. Like, it looked like a regular house, but then they just go back deep. Like, Yeah, shotgun houses. Yeah, so. But yeah, it was a cool experience. Food was good. Shotgun mansions. <laughs> Food was good. People was cool. Um, yeah, I, I definitely go back. For sure. All right, so let's get into this homework. Homework is when you're in counseling and you get an assignment, and for us, we give each other recommendations, or we just talk about shows that we have been watching and catching up on, and we rehash them in the homework section. So... First, we're going to talk about, uh, which one do you want to talk about? Woman in the Window. Is it Woman in the Window? That's fine. Yeah, I think so. Something like that shit. So, Woman in the Window is a movie on Netflix with Amy Adams and half the cast of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> but mo- but there's a lot of dope people um, in this movie. It's a thriller, suspense, psychological thriller. You could say... Uh, and just like a quick synopsis, basically this lady, I can't remember what the name of the phobia is. I want to say agoraphobia, but I could be wrong, which she has a fear of like leaving her house. Mm. So she has a fear of leaving her house and um, she witnesses a murder across the street. So she's trying to figure out, okay, how can I, you know, help this person who's been murdered or help, you know arrest this murderer across the street from me if I can't leave my house so that's basically the brief synopsis um are we gonna spoil the twist or do you wanna spoil it or not (laughs) oh I ain't care about the movie you can spoil it oh shit I'm not talking about you I'm just talking about the listeners oh so did you okay so the first half of the movie was really boring like it was just kind of nothing was really popping off yeah like you see the murder and i was barely paying attention but the last half of the movie is where it got good basically they were like lady you're going crazy you think you've been talking to your husband and kids spoiler alert spoiler alert turn it off if you don't want to hear it you think you've been talking to your husband and your daughter the whole time they're actually dead so you probably imagine this whole thing mm-hmm. so she's thinking that um she imagined this at a certain point also anthony mackie played her husband but he was mostly on the phone you only see him for like five minutes uh, and what is that child's name? Uh, Wyatt Russell played her tenant who lives kind of in her basement. Um, and you see him a good bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played Cap and Cap. So that's where they came in. Um, Brian Tyree Henry. 
Was that his name? Mm-hmm. Brian mm-hmm. Tyree Henry? Some shit like that. Brian's Tyree something. I was going to say Hill, but I don't think it's Hill. No, I, I think, think it's Henry. Henry. Yeah. He played uh, the detective. Um, Julianne Moore played the woman who was murdered. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Gary Oldman played the murderer, or at least the father of the who we suspect is the murderer. I don't know who the son is. Plot spoiler alert the son is actually the murderer so come to find out the murder does take place it's just not of oh no it is the there there's a real mom and a stepmom the real mom is the one who got murdered but she wasn't supposed to be there i don't know it it was something along those lines the 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 last five minutes is like a chase scene between amy adams and the son and Amy Adams ends up pushing the son through like this, uh, what do you call a skylight? Pushing yeah. him through a skylight in her Brooklyn townhome. <laughs> and that's the conclusion of the movie. But yeah, I mean, I wish that the beginning was uh, just a little bit better, but other than that, I feel like it was interesting to watch. It just, I like the way it was filmed. It was filmed kind of like an old movie. Like it had very like, like a kitschy aesthetic, like just the things that they were doing and the editing of the movie, like mm-hmm. the the blood going across the whole screen and yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, again, another movie I fell asleep on. I uh, thought you finished it. Nope, jokes on you. <laughs> I was uh, I watched most of it and I just found myself fading out again. It just that shit was dry. I couldn't get into it for real. Um, I knew something was wrong with sis. Like we knew she wasn't. We knew she wasn't crazy. We knew something was going on, but it was just taking too long for me. So I just found in the back of my eyelids to be a little more entertaining than the movie, and woke up. And when I woke up, it was like chaotic. So I woke up at towards the shit at the end, but it was like a good maybe twenty minutes, twenty thirty minutes. I didn't. Not about twenty minutes. I didn't see. So yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, well, yeah, that's our, like, quick review of Woman in the Window. I believe it was recommended to us, so that's why we watched it. Yeah, it was a, um, I forgot who's, I want to say Cody, one of my neos. We have a, a TV and movie group as well for my for my chapter, and he had recommended it, or access to anybody seen it, so. Yeah, I told him I, you know, it was, yeah, <laughs> whatever, but yeah. So... I watched a show called Summertime Season 2. Uh, I actually watched the first season last year when it came out. It's a, an Italian show. And I honestly didn't think that they were... I didn't know that a second season was coming. I thought that the way that it concluded was kind of final. It kind of wrapped it up. I mean, the ending was kind of... Um, it wasn't a happy ending, but it was a decent ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't think that we were getting a season two. I actually enjoyed the show. And I think at the time, my personal Twitter was public and I tweeted about the show. And that was one of my viral tweets. And I just tweeted how I love the fact that there was this. And I, I was trying to, I need to like figure out how to search my own tweets because I can't figure it out. It could be that my Twitter is private. But um, I basically said it was great to see a black woman main character with natural hair, like an actual afro. Um, 
be like the center and focus of the show and literally everybody in the show was in love with her like it was I don't know I just enjoyed it so I had tweeted that and then like people were liking it and stuff and then I put my (laughs) my Twitter on private probably shortly after that Mm -hmm. um so yeah season one I enjoyed it included well season two I did not know it was coming and I was like oh my god this is a surprise to me uh, B was actually out of town this weekend, so I was like, oh my god, I can just watch the show and, like, enjoy my type of genre and, you know, have a great time. So, um, yeah, I started watching season two, and I got sucked in. I just, I couldn't stop watching it. Um, I probably would have watched the whole thing in a day. I did not split it up between two days, because also, uh... I also started watching Little Fires Everywhere. That's a love story for another day. Uh, But I want B to watch that show, and then we can talk about that together in the episode because that's something I feel like you would like. What is it about? It's about two families, um, a black single mother and a white uh, woman, white wife, mother. She's not a housewife. She has a job, but she has four kids. Um, And basically the black single mom um i missed the first episode <laughs> i don't know how it starts but i've seen the rest but I, I guess the 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 black mom comes into the neighborhood and oh she moves into the white mom's like home like their rental house mm-hmm. so there she's her tenant and i guess maybe she realizes that the, the white mom who's played by Reese Witherspoon, her name's Elena. Elena realizes that Carrie Washington, she's a single mom. Her name is... Uh, why can't I think of her name? Mia. Uh, realizes that maybe she needs some help, so she hires Mia to basically be kind of like her housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Kind of just make dinners, clean up, whatever she kind of needs. At least that's where I came on, came in on. I, again, I missed the first episode. Mia also works as a waitress, and a she's an artist. So that's like her main thing is an artist, but she works as a waitress and in this lady's house as a housekeeper. And without spoiling it, they just kind of get into some beef, and you're like, why are they beefing? And yeah, shit just pops off. Mm-hmm. I say about third episode, shit really pops off. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I think you will like it. I mean, you like Kerry Washington. It's kind of like Big Little Lies, but not as traumatic. Okay. <laughs> no rapes, no abusive husbands. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but yeah. Um. So yeah, summertime. The season two, it was really good. I actually gave Brent because I was in my feelings when it went off because I was just like seriously what the fuck like the season finale left room for a season three because it was so unsatisfying so i already ran through the whole synopsis of season one and season two with brent so i'm not gonna rehash that again but i will say if you like kind of teen they're older so in season one the main character turns 18 i really don't know how old her love interest is i mean i think he's like early 20s um so it's like late teens, early adult drama, romantic drama, basically is what it is. 
Um, and all of your, like, if you like messy shit, it's hella messy. Um, there's friends, the, the, the side characters outside of, like, the love interest, the, the other characters, they have, like, they're fully developed, so you can like the, them as well and root for them as well if you're into that, um, also. So, I definitely recommend that. If I find somebody in my circle to watch it, I would have an episode to talk about it because, like I said, I was really in my feelings and I found other people on Twitter and we've just kind of been talking amongst each other on Twitter and liking each other's tweets about the show. But until then, um, I'm not going to go that far deep into it. But yeah, it was just messy, traumatic. It, it's, it's elite without murder, essentially. Um, so yeah. Oh, so we're going to talk about Pose and Legendary in our tea for the week. And we are going to, actually, I don't know if Matt has watched Legendary, mm-hmm. but. I see my way going to it now. Yeah. Just in case. Cause I don't know if he's watched it or not. I don't think he has. I think he's probably waiting for it to end. But yes, we have a guest coming on. We have Matt coming back to get into our tea for the week which is going to be about lgbt plus film and movies in celebration for pride month which we talked about on our previous episode so we figure we just have a whole episode about it because we pose just ended um we've been watching legendary that season two is about to go off so we figure let's just give a whole episode and because we are two cis head people we wanted to make sure that we had actual representation from the community on the podcast as well. So, Legendary. <sighs> you want to give a synopsis on Legendary? I mean, shit. Long story short, <laughs> Tishi went home. Um, I'm devastated, by the way. That really hurt my heart. And that's the thing. It's like, that, that proves that like, you never know how it can go. Yeah. Like, Tishi been, literally been rocking whole entire conversation for the the majority of the time and then they get to a point where even like their performance wasn't even that bad it just might have been like just not as entertaining as they usually are um but it was still good and again they weren't even like a low score really for real i think they were like 40 or 40 something like that yeah 42 or 43 i think but then of course they had like a um what are they called like the, the, the in, battle yeah they had like a battle like small battles or whatever and that let Balenciaga get them. They won that shit. They got the ten, extra 10 points. So that put them. Oh, no. It was. Uh, I want to call face it. Face off. Not face off. I don't know what they call it. The challenge. Challenge, yeah. I was going to call it a stand battle. Yeah, no. A challenge. <laughs> so they had the. Um, so they would have a challenge, of course, and Balenciaga won. This is like their second time. Or second or third time. I think it's their third time. Winning a challenge, which actually ended up giving them more points, points and yeah. putting them in the in the lead or ahead of everybody else to keep them have, from having to um, battle. So yeah, it was just uh, it was just Tishi's time, and they. Um, I had a thought. What I want to see Balenciaga in a battle because I want Honey to battle. Yeah, but I don't want them to be in a battle because I don't want them that close. I don't want them that close to having to risk that shit because clearly Tishi, I, I, and I don't know. And again, with Tishi, just the battle it was with, what's her name, Simone and, um, what's that? What's the, what's the father name? Amari. Amari. Oh, father, father. Amari. Amari Richie. So yeah, like 
The Orichi nigga was going the fuck off. Like, he really wanted that shit more. Like, you can just tell. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because, like I said, Simone, Simone be going the fuck off, too. But Simone, all she was really doing was fucking duck walking, for real. Yeah, and she, she had a couple of dips, but she was just kind of doing what she kind of is it good didn't at. Seem, it didn't seem like she was really putting it all on the line. Yeah. But, that was the thing. But the, the, the father that of Orichi, that motherfucker, he was spinning. That nigga spins is ridiculous. He was spinning and dipping and... Flipping yeah, and tripping. It was just, yeah. He was all over the place. You can just see, like, he really wanted that shit for his right, children. Right, he really shit. be battling. And I feel like they had been in the bottom for a while. Like, yeah. they kept being in the bottom. And he kept saving their asses. Like, it's just like with the other, well, I forget the other house name for last season who won. Oh, yeah. And they ended up winning the whole competition. Jabari. Yeah, they just I like can't them. remember. Uh, Bombay. Yeah, yes. 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 Um,. Yeah. And who was who did Bob Mango get? Lovin? Mm-hmm. I think. I don't forgot, child. I don't know. I don't know either. So okay, so here are my qualms with Legendary. Just because again, we are two cishet people, so if we we're going based off of what Laomi says, it's facts. But it's like if what are we what are we doing in this show? Not what are we doing, but just like, what are our goals? Like, do we want to see good performances or do we want to see who does the best in the final battle? And I was, I stopped myself because I was going to say, who cares the most about staying? <laughs> but if you care the most about staying, then your performance would be enough to get you to not be in the box. Exactly. That's what I was exactly <laughs> about to say. Like, so I answer my own question. Exactly. I was just about to say that because, like, the battle had you had done what you were supposed to do yeah. and did what needed to be done. Yeah. Then your ass wouldn't have been in the battle. But I also feel like I mean, again, this is the it was the final five or final four. I think mm-hmm. was the so, final yeah. four. No, it was the final five at that point. It was the final five at that point. Yeah. Um. And and I think before, like, the way that things are judged are just so up in the air. Like, nobody outside of probably Megan and Laomi. <laughs> so that only leaves two more people. But just the way that they're judging, it could really fluctuate. Like, they could be judging, like, Jamila will judge based on how they did before, mm-hmm. not based on the current performance. Law will judge based on if he likes them as people or if he likes they outfits, not really the performance. So it's just kind of like the points get skewed anyway. So I don't know. It's just really interesting how it all, how the cookie crumbles. It is good though. It's good TV. Cause you know, Tisha was kicking ass. Like they literally were the team to be, um, them and Balenciaga and, now, Mugler, I feel like Mugler is really fucking stepping it up. And I feel like, who's, who, so who's in the final three? Mugler, um, Garcon. Garcon, and uh, Balenciaga. And so I definitely feel like it's going to be Balenciaga and Mugler in the final. Mm-hmm. In the finals. Which is, who would have thought? Because I don't even remember Mugler's like, first two, three performances. I forgot to reach you in a home. That was the last one. Yeah, and that's because Mother Stasha was like, uh, Egypt lost his 
lost somebody in their family, his sister or brother or something, mm-hmm. right before they battled. No, brother. or yeah. So it was like she just kind of threw out that like you know, sympathy card. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, not but, to say that she did that. She she basically said she feels like he, you know, really wants to prove his worth, so he's gonna yeah. be the most passionate person, which is what she was going for. But it also was kind of like it was real convenient at the same time. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, and 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 at that point in time, I was just like kind of going for Orichi just because I knew what the fuck he did against Simone. Right. So I was exactly. like, all right, he's gonna go the fuck off again. But then when I saw. See, I don't even know everybody else's names like that. What's the motherfucking name? The other from the other team? Egypt. Yeah, when Edith started going off, I was like, Oh no, my heart was oh, being no. this battle. Like oh, this no. battle, I was really emotionally invested. I was like, <laughs> I don't know about that one because like he was he was going off too, so yeah. I was just like, it was really really close. Yeah. And then they left the then they left the decision up to Demi Lovato. Yeah. Like. That was another thing that had me nervous because it was like, I mean, I don't know Demi Lovato's history in ballroom, but I felt like that was definitely her first ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of people's first balls. That I got. Yeah. And so I was like, y'all really going to leave this up to... But then again, maybe they, maybe Laomi decided to do that to make it unbiased. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it was a lot. It's, it, my favorite part was when um, Law Law and Jimmy almost fought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he was like, I'm from Chicago. I'll take this wig off. Jimmy Lee about to fight everybody because Leon about to whoop her ass too. <laughs> she, that's what I'm saying. She just need to get off the show, bro. I really don't know why she on the show. Like, I really don't like her. Did you like, read I don't, any other stuff? Too long, didn't read. I don't give a <laughs> fuck about none of that shit. Like, it is. I don't care what she got to say. I just don't like her. Eye. Maybe it's because she's too light for me, and she ain't of color, or she's, she's not of. I'm fuck. She's not of darker color. She look Caucasian. I'm talking about brown skin, dark she's brown Indian. skin. I want our skin. I don't care what she is. Did you not hear me? I'm talking about her look. Why every time she say something, it's always something that's ignorant or on some dumb shit or just I don't know. I just don't like her, bro. So I she got to go. She she don't need to be back third season because clearly. Clearly, I'm not the only one who think that. Because even her own fucking co-judges got some type of shit against her, too. Low-key. Because out of everybody, she the only one that everybody got some type of anti towards. Um, but I don't I don't care nothing for her. Um, I feel like her looks be kind of trash when she do be coming out. Or trash amongst everybody else. All the other judges. Um... Yeah, like she, she, she don't know what she really want to do. One minute she's talking about, uh, well, no, for the most part she's always just like in everybody ass, all the goddamn time, and it's just like everybody else would give like a, a score that's a decent ass score, a score that they really should fucking deserve, and she'll be like, oh well, I think you know, you guys need to step it up. I'm gonna give you a nine for right now, but you know, you gotta do back, do better next week. It's like, no, girl, that deserved a six or that deserved a seven. I don't know. I just don't like her. She's irritating. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to see what happens because I literally don't know who could win. Uh, we did find out today that this video we've seen. I mean, I've seen that video a while ago. I'm sure you have too of Honey and Michaela. That Honey was actually the person. That, <laughs> that Honey and Michaela were the people in the in those videos. Mm-hmm. Um, from that like battle that kind of 
went viral, I guess you could say, before Legendary even came out. So I was like, okay, that's dope. And we were also talking about how I just didn't feel like this is a Michaela Stan podcast, and I just didn't feel how, like, Michaela watching her perform literally gave me goosebumps last season. And I haven't gotten that this season at all. Like, I've, I've done some oohs and ahs. I'm off gag a little bit, but I have not felt what I felt from Michaela. Like, I really felt like Michaela was fighting for her life every time she battled. And I haven't felt that. And we, But we did say that Honey has the potential. We just haven't seen them battle yet. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, on that battle, I feel like... Well, I tweeted this. I said, um, Honey gave uh, Michaela too much face. Because Michaela, she flips. Uh Michaela going... I mean, both of them flip, but we didn't see what Michaela be doing. This bitch was off the fucking walls, like, climbing walls and shit. So, it's like, in that video, when you saw... Um, honey, kind of like this, take charge and kind of go in the front. Yeah. You left all that yeah. back runway for Michaela to flip her ass off and do what the fuck they got to do. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So I wonder who won in that battle. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm voting for Michaela. Because I'm just wondering who the judges pick. Because you know how they said in ballroom that it's also about if the judges can see you. Yeah. So if Michaela was in the back. Did the judges see her, or was they too focused on Honey, who was in their face? And that's the thing, though. But they tempos was different. Like Honey was moving, Honey was moving a lot slower. Yeah. Than Michaela was. Michaela was moving. Michaela yeah. was flipping fast as fuck, dipping fast as hard, like hard as shit. So it was like almost different energy too, almost. Yeah. And I don't know. And, and, like, may- and maybe it wasn't a battle for winner. Maybe it was just a, but it looked like a battle, like an exhibition or something. Right. Um, I don't know. Shit is fucking fire. If you do not um, watch Legendary or know anything about ballroom culture, uh, this is just really brief. We'll talk about it probably later. But of course, watch Paris is Burning. That is kind of your like standard guide into ballroom culture. And then there's also a show on Vice called My House. I haven't been able to watch it yet um, because I don't have Vice, but I'll figure out a way. And... uh, um, follow what is it Vogue's best on yeah, Vogue's Twitter yeah Vogue's best on Twitter yep. they post all the videos so a lot of these uh, dancers are on that Twitter page mm-hmm. um, we just found Mikhail's Instagram today so I'm gonna be following her, her today but yeah like the shit is fucking sick like the things that they do it's insane like it's it's insane I, I don't even have any other word to describe the athleticism, the, the the dexterity, the balance, like, wow. Because all of this, like, flipping and dipping and, like, literally, I would break my fucking ankles. Like, how are no ankles being broken in high heels? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it ain't no bitch heels. It ain't no kitten heels. Like, no. Like, stilettos, pumps in the club. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So... Definitely get into that if you are not into it and you value performance, athleticism, glitz, glam, because the outfits be there, the wigs be snatched. I was watching that one video with Michaela with that red wig on, and I was like, her wig did not move. Like, her wig moved, but it wasn't out of place. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't come off. It was crazy. So, yes, that is that. Alrighty. Let's take a break. Stop.
Still working from home, need an airport outfit for all those trips, spending all Saturday binge watching, live your best life beautifully with Rooney. We just dropped some new loungewear that is perfect for any casual occasion. Order now at RooneyBoutique.com. That's R-U-N-I Boutique.com. Back to the show. All right, so we're back. We have our guests with us. Go ahead and introduce yourself again for the people. My name is Matthew Simmons, a.k.a. That Guy Mateo. I am the LGBTQ representative for tonight. <laughs> friend, of, friend of the show. So he, show. he was previously on our Elite episode. We're probably going to have another one because, you know, season four is coming. But it's going to take him six months to watch it. So that's you know, fine. I got to do this for the culture. I'll watch it when it comes out because, you know, the gays. I'm literally only watching for um, two people, so... Well, Rebe is gonna be gonna get a girl. I wanna hear well. that name. She's gonna get a girl friend. Oh, wait, who? Rebecca. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were talking about the threesome part. Oh uh, yeah, I thought you thought I was talking about Kanye Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> no. Rebe. <laughs> I don't know her real name. I'm just kidding, I do. Probably. Maid. Maid. <laughs> Uh, I think in the trailer, Rebecca was calling her maid, too. <laughs> you want all the violence. She, no, she was. She was like, look, maid, you need to slow your roll. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what the subtitle said. But anyways. Okay, so we are, again, our tea for the week is about LGBTQ plus uh, representation in film and TV. So let's talk about Pose. Now you are not finished, but you're almost finished. But we'll kind of talk up into the point of the finale. Mm-mm. He should have watched all this shit beforehand. That's the point of this. It, we're not going to talk all in depth. We're just going to kind of talk about this season and how this season has, has gone. How do you I feel just, about how this season has my gone? Dad, my homework assignment. Y'all, I just got back from Colorado. I had jet lag. But I got through half of the episode, so... How do you feel about this season as a whole? Because we have our thoughts. Okay, so... I don't know what was happening in the writer's room, but it was a lot. Bro. And I compare it to the first season where it all felt like one cohesive story. Yes. There were different moving parts, but it all, like, tied in together about, like, the trans struggle, the trans woman struggle, and, um... I don't know. I felt the more family aspect... Then in season two, it kind of branched out and told these individual stories, which I was fine with. The only thing I didn't like in season two was the fact that Candy's Casper ass kept coming the fuck back. Like, if you're going to kill off a character, like, kill her off. Don't bring her back for cameos for the next three episodes. What was the point? And this season was all over the place for me. The pacing was Game of Thrones season eight. <laughs> it was. It, just like, it felt like everything was just happening so fast, and I get it. It was giant time skips. But I felt like there were some things that if you didn't hint towards it in like season two or one, it could have been left out. Right. Like the whole the whole poppy child thing was an unnecessary wrench. I felt like Angel <laughs> already had her own problems. She, right. She didn't need a child to be thrown into the mix. I didn't feel like it added to Poppy's character. Um he was he was he was there for what two, three episodes. I just personally that part could have been left off. Um 
I mean, there were some moments that were high, some moments that were lows. Um, but I mean, if I had to give it a score on a scale of one to ten, I'd be like six point five this season so far. I haven't got to the end, but right now I'm at a six point five with the wedding episode minus the singing being my favorite. Yeah, the singing was your favorite. No, no, I hated it. Oh, I was about to say. Yeah. So before you know, before I like drag the fuck out of this show. I- <laughs> you to give your opinion and no it's not a dragging it's just like you said like the writing is just really really bad like I haven't been impressed by an episode yet like nothing has been like I mean obviously the wedding was really beautiful I love the wedding I think maybe the episode where it was like her bachelorette weekend that was probably the best episode yeah the um you know what episode I could have done without or it could have been a um, twenty minutes of an episode. Pray tell going home. Yes, that was a lot of I don't need it. It was cute the fact that they brought back all these black women from famous um, yeah black sitcoms. I thought that was a moment. It was iconic. Yeah, but I don't know who was giving them art direction or creative direction. But their acting was on. They act way better than they gave those three women. <laughs> like the acting yeah. was off. It yeah. looked like. They got they gathered some new women and said, Hey, this is your first acting gig. This it'll be fine. You just gotta be a mama. I was like, these are hard hitters in black mama TV. Right. There's no reason they should be acting awkward like that. Like Miss Bo- um I don't wanna F up her name because I always get her confused the other one. Jack A. Harry. Yeah. Miss can act. So they had her like she was reading cue cards. <laughs> That's and, what like, everybody sounded. Now you say this. Now you say this. Now you say this. I was like, what is That's how everybody sounded this entire season. So I don't I don't want to be problematic because I understand that a lot more queer people began to um take director roles or producer roles on each episode mm-hmm. um this season. So I get that, but maybe somebody there should have been some oversight because the first season just story-wise, eclipses the other two for right, me. Right, right. Um, like, I remember when Angel opened those red humps. Right. Like, I wanted to cry with her. Oh, God, was I remember so, that like, shit. in that moment. And I don't think they've been able to capture that. You said when she opened those red humps. I don't remember I get that. they're trying to tell these after- stories, but if, if they would have found some way to weave it all into... Weave it all into like one cohesive seasonal story, then it would have been fine. And don't even get me started on Damon. Can we Girl. can we go back into um, Angel and the Red Pumps? Because I forgot what happened. They were yeah, I forgot. It was something that she. I think she always wanted. I think when she was as a child or something like that. And I forget yeah, who. Nice. I think uh, I forgot who got it for her. I don't know if it was Electra or her or her mom, but I remember it, it. was. Um, oh, it was her it was, mom. It was at Christmas. It was Christmas. Yeah, they had, it, was it was a Christmas. Christmas. It was at the okay. Christmas table, and then uh, she got in red pumps, and she started crying. I was like, child, I got it. I started crying. Uh, and Angel, like, hints to it in a story that was unrelated. She was just like, you know, I remember, like, this story, blah, 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 when the red pumps and blah, blah, blah. Like, they're foreshadowing that moment. So right. we're just thinking, we heard it like, damn, that was fucked up. Let her have the red pumps, you know? And then when Blanco reveals that that was her gift at the end of the episode, it was just like, ah, oh, perfection. Like, yeah, this is how you... This is how storytelling. You this is how you make an emotional impact on your right. watchers. Right. Um, and like, 
I love Pose, regardless. Um, exactly. I think that it's a great show. It's a, yes. it's a trailblazer. Yes. I mean, a lot of these women are now women are now getting huge roles that they deserve. Yes. Um, in other movies, but I don't know. It was just. I wish they would have told the story altogether, as opposed to like these little snippets. Every episode was a new story. Mm-hmm. A new person was a focus. Like they were yeah. concluding each character's storyline in an episode. Instead of it having an overall conclusion. Yes, and I feel like that works for that worked for season two. Because season two was, it kind of felt all over the place, but if every episode was a moment, I could take that. But then on your last season, you you have to find a way to bring that with the first season. Like the last season should be the blend of the first two, in my opinion. So it should be an overarching story where each episode is its own tale, but each episode just felt like its own individual story besides the poppy having a child thing, nothing ever really truly carried over into another right. episode right right yeah i i definitely felt that way again i echo your sentiments i love pose i love it for introducing me into the community and introducing me into those actresses and giving us the history of what um people had to go through back then at the beginning of the AIDS pan- epidemic, I think it's called. Not a pandemic, an epidemic. Epidemic, yeah. And um, just also, you know, the whole family aspect because they oftentimes, as teenagers, were uh, kicked out of their homes. So just that whole thing, that was amazing. It was just the writing of the season was just not good. And I keep on going, I keep going on Twitter to look to see if anybody else is like commenting on this and I don't see it. And so <laughs> like I only see it from like our friend group. Like I saw Marlene, I saw Darian, <laughs> but like any anybody else, I'm just like Yeah. It's a I think queer people, it's a fine line. Right. Because like do we comp- like right, we, we want don't... trans people to be in the writer room. We want trans people to be producers. We want queer people to be writing queer right. art. Right. Um, but I think, I, I and I could be wrong. This it was my understanding that these weren't the same people writing season one. Okay. They handed it off to them, which was the right thing to do. But I still think someone should have been overseeing them, right? To make sure that the message was getting not the message, but the artwork or the art form was being communicated properly. Right. These people can act. Right. These people can. Right. We've seen art. it. We've seen these it. Are, like, I didn't know who Blanca or Angel was before this, or India Moore or MJ Rodriguez before this, but they can they can act their asses off. So I just felt like they weren't playing to their talents. And then, you know, you think about different things that happened throughout the whole life's um, time of Pose. Like, what B- Blanca's beauty shop. When the hell did Blanca become a nurse out of that? Like, Oh, you're right. Because what, season two was that. just the, the nail, sh- sh- she had her nail salon in season two. Right. And the whole, um, I mean, some people might not like me, like me for the, saying this, but I don't like Purcell and um, Ricky. I think it is, I'm not going to say unrealistic because older men do date younger men. Like, But I think that I would have rather him find someone else rather than Ricky. But maybe just because I'm um, Damon and Ricky stand, mm-hmm. they should stay together. Yeah, I like them together um, better. Yeah, I just it never felt natural for me. 
it felt like it may have been a one-time hookup, but it, like their their whole love never felt natural to me, like the Poppy and um, Angel love. Like mm-hmm. you could see Poppy and Angel developing from season one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even Blanca and her boo. I can't. I don't remember what his name was, but the doctor, Doctor Bay. Doctor Bay. Oh my god, girl, I'm sick today. Come check on me. <laughs> yeah so love me some jeremy pope i do he is <laughs> is that the, is that his name his ass off is that dr bay's name yeah he was in um another queer heavily show what was it called hollywood oh my god beautiful show what is it called hollywood it's on netflix it's um a short limited series so it's only like i think eight episodes on netflix they i mean just beautiful it was so cute and i thought i was about to watch because it was like i think it was like in the 1940s i was like oh my god oh hollywood oh that's another ryan murphy show i thought it was gonna be all about segregation once i saw black yeah and um trauma porn but no he did a great job it was good it made me fall in love with the characters all of them okay okay i'm gonna watch that because i wanted to but i kind of forgot about it um but that leads me to our discussion about our favorite LGBTQ plus ships. Damn, I didn't get to talk about both. Right. Okay. Well, hear straight man's perspective. I mean, I was trying to wait till everybody got their shit off. Um, yeah, I in regards to acting, that was my main beef this whole entire season. Like the acting was horrid. Um it just wasn't good whatsoever. Um, I, I, nothing was really believable. Even the point or the parts that was supposed to be sad or we were supposed to get some tears on, I just couldn't get it. And I didn't feel it It because it, the acting just... I don't know. It's something about me where I can just notice it in the tone. The, their tone of voice sounded like literally they were reading off of a script. It didn't sound authentic or natural or anything like that. So that was my main quarrel that I had. I kept wanting to be like, is it COVID? Like, is it COVID? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that also may have been it because you never, you never know what was happening between like what method they were directing behind the glass. Um, Maybe the mask was. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to give them excuses. Um, The the seat when pop when Angel walked in to meet um, Bethel for the first time. And Poppy started crying. I did believe him on that one. I'll give him that scene. But when he, um, in contrast, when he cussed out Electra for paying for the wedding, I did not believe him no. at all. I was like, girl, you happy. Stop trying. Like, this acting is not giving me anything besides um, reading off a script. Yeah. And then, like you mentioned, like, his, the singing shit, I was just like, why? Like, what? Why? It was terrible. What was the point of that? And then, not only that, it was like too long. Like, it gave me very much CW, very much Riverdale. Yes, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, Poppy is known for his, for speaking, for saying words that allow people to emote with him. Right. So, the fact that you took that away from him in his last moments, right. It just didn't make sense to me. And then, Mr. Um, Ricky with the um, the harmonizer, girl. <laughs> what is this? It was a Riverdale moment. It was a Riverdale moment. I'm glad they didn't have him hitting those notes. So when he kept falling flat, I was like, yes, because he's not supposed to be given what y'all trying to be gay. Like, yeah, that was an awkward moment. And I actually loved that episode up until that part. It was that part that I was like, hmm. 
when I rewatch this, I will be skipping the end of this episode. Okay, we can move on. That was it for you? Yeah, I kind of summed up everything. Yeah, so shout out to Pose. Um, shout out to Pose. <laughs> so let's get into our favorite ships of this genre. So, of course. Our number one, I would say number one and number two, Amanda. Well, no, they're not number one. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I'll, I'll let Brett start this one. Oh uh, no! Don't let me start it. I don't. I don't really care about Amanda. So. No, they don't have to be. I'm just saying. Okay, so I, so this is what I put you said on favorite the list. ships. I'm saying I don't care about them, so they they're not my favorite. No, no, I'll, I'll, okay, so I'll let you say what your favorite one from all any of these shows is. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. shit. I mean, yeah, I'll go Poppy and Angel, even though I, I didn't write that, but I, I, I like Poppy and Angel a lot. Um, I like, I don't know, I, Angel was one of my favorite characters outside yeah. of when she was on her Except drug shit. <laughs> but other than that, I, I always, I don't know, I like, I like Angel and then I like Poppy. So both of them together, it's like a boom, boom. So. They're one of my favorite ones, I would definitely say. And that's from Pose, for people who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I, mean, I mean, if you have a ship that's not on here, then you could definitely tell us about that. Um, do I? I don't think I do. Um, that's from a show. I think um, Omander takes the cake for my favorite ship, and it's just because... Normally by season two they kill off gay relationships. They they cheat. They um they they try a threesome and then the threesome doesn't work and then they break up and they find new boyfriends by season three. They, they did basically all that, but they still <laughs> made it through. I was saying they still kind of went through that. They, they, they did all that, but I respect them for bringing it back because that is my um my pet peeve with watching um TV shows. I normally like to watch gay relationships in movies because. I feel like I know that I'm gonna either get a happy ending or somebody's gonna die. Yeah. So at least at least I get some type of um, conclusion to the relationship. But with shows, they either have to break you up or put you through some bullshit um, to keep the story going and to keep you interesting. But I appreciate them, and I hope they continue this keeping Amanda together because I don't know. I, gay relationships can survive too, you know. Right. Have you seen any of the trailers for season four? Yeah, that's why I said don't mention homeboy's name, whoever the third is. Okay. I, I mean, we don't know him. He's a new character. I know, but he's crushing my dream. But I just, whoever he is, I hope their relationship can survive it. That's that's my thing. Yes. Like, they made it this far. Yeah, that, that's how I feel about the main ships on that show. Um, But yes, yeah, so I have mine. Of course, I have Amanda, as I said. Poppy and Angel. I love them. Um, I just... I, we talked about this before when we talked about Pose of just how they have the the male characters and significant others be, like, perfect. Like, the epitome of a partner to any woman, but especially to a trans woman or a trans partner. Just, like, the love that they share is, like, what everyone aspires to have. Yeah. And so, and that's from uh, Blanca and Herman and Poppy and Angel. So I put them on there too. Just like aspirational, like couple goals, relationship goals for real. Um, 
And I mean, it's just, um, I think this is a great list just because, um, you know, growing up, the big thing was, oh, we want to see more black Disney princesses. We want to see more, you know, black superheroes and stuff like that. But for us, it was just like, I could not relate to any love on screen. Like yeah. Ariel and her, her man, like, I think the first time I actually related to a love on screen was in Twilight, to be honest. Um, Cause it was so heavy and so deep that you kind of had to fall in love with it. With, um, with, with Edward and Bella. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Me, that's all I can say. But it was I the feelings. Know. It was the feelings. It was the feelings. And then, then I saw my first um, gay movie. And I mean, it, I, I could tell it was a complete difference in the way I felt watching What was your first gay movie? If you don't um, mind sharing. It's actually not on this list. It's a Portuguese movie called The Way He Looks. It's about a blind kid who um, goes to school and a new boy comes to town. And him and the new boy start working on a project together. And he just like track, he's like, you know, traversing being blind, uh, being gay and blind because he doesn't really know what he is yet. But um, it's about his like sexual awakening as a blind guy. His best friend's jealousy because she likes a guy too and how they all mesh together. I, I'm a sucker for a teen drama, like you, Symphony. Yes. Um, but it's a really good watch. And I think when I watched the show and I saw, like, oh, my God, he's going through what I went through in high school. Oh, my God, I had the same problem. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I related um, to love on screen. That's so That's so interesting to talk about. Like, I feel like we... We kind of have this conversation because we always talk about, like, seeing black people on screen, but that's kind of how I feel, too. I talked about a show that I watched earlier called Summertime where the main character, the main love interest is a black woman, and it's like you never see... Even though she's mixed, she's not white passing. Like, she's very explicitly black. And so you never see that on TV. So that that's one reason why I was like interested in the show and then it just being a good drama anyway but yeah it's it's important to see yourself in media I mean we kind of don't want to say get used to it but we get used to not seeing ourselves but like in the past few years like I just haven't like been uninterested if the characters aren't characters of color like and I say this all the time as well I'll take it doesn't necessarily have to be a black person. It could be any, you know, I want to see Latin people. I want to see Asian people. Just, I don't want to see, I'm not interested in two white people in a relationship. Nope. Um, <laughs> like, I'm just nope. not. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. It's, um, so even in like one of my favorite um, movies, Love, Simon, you know, you're watching yeah, him okay. um, go through all these guys and all of a sudden he ends up with a black guy. And, you know, I love mm-hmm. that movie, but mm-hmm. it's become a trope and not just in gay people, in um, straight people too. Yeah. Where if there is a black person to love, there's going to be a white love interest. Yes. It does not matter to them. If there's a minority, there's going to be a white love interest because they are the only two representation of interracial dating that exists. Like, I, I don't get it. You're like, I don't want to see white people when I see interracial dating anymore. And that, I know that's hypocritical of me. I know. <laughs> but do as I say, um, not as I do. Um, <laughs> no. Nah, <laughs> I, I, I get it because it's just, I, 
I feel like, again, me and B talked about this on another episode. Um, but I feel like it's a quota thing. Like, I feel like they're like, oh, we got a black person. You know, because it's always one. It's like one black person, one gay person, or it's a gay and a black person. And the, and that's like, and we got one Asian person and we got one fat person and we got, you know, it's, it's literally okay. like the boxes are checked. And, but in order to get the show like greenlit, they got to have a white main in there some way. Um, it's just, it's just missed opportunities. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, um, cause even on Mander, I mean, and there's basically white, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll take the crumbs. Exactly. We we just take the crumbs that they give us and hope. I mean, I I think too, if we get into like foreign media, then we'll kind of get more into that. But I also feel like as Americans, we are in an inter, you know, we're not homogenous. So I think I just want to see like, so for me, the reason why I love Love Simon and um, the way he looks so much is because there's minimal trauma. Besides the trauma of coming out, there's no other external traumas happening in those movies. And when you watch gay movies, it's like, oh, he's about to die of AIDS. Oh, he's about to get kicked out and his parents hate him and they're throwing bricks at him. And you're just like, huh. Like, I just want to see two black men fall in love, like young adults or teenagers, and have a positive experience on the big screen. Like, is that too much to ask? Right. Have you, speaking of, I mean, obviously the most glaring... Don't get dead in the movie for fucking shits and giggles. (laughs) The most glaring example of that would be Moonlight, or the most popular example. Have you seen that? Girl, have I seen it? He just said that was his... He just said that was the movie that he saw that... I don't think it was the first gay movie you saw that actually made him see love or like gay no. love or something. No, no, no. It was, um, that, that was, was the Moonlight. Sh- that was the way he looked. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Moonlight was the first gay movie that I saw two black men. Right. Slick fall in love. Okay, that's what you, you know, said. They, like, they kind of like, the way they tell it is weird, but it's also yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, I just needed more. Yeah. I was like, bitch, where's my sex scene? Like, right. get this beach off my face. I want to see these grown men go at it. Um, but I, that's with me. Um, I, no, I, I feel you. Call it eclipse. I'm something. not going to lie. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen just because the environment was in. Yeah, I mean, we were in a, in a I don't want to say hostile, but it just would have been awkward. I feel mm-hmm. like me and Burr would have been okay, but the people just seeing the movie would have been like, oh my god, <laughs> you know. So it's just like, oh my god. But anyways, yeah, yeah I. Moonlight had trauma in it too, so that's it why it's just hard for me to watch because yeah, I think Moonlight, the way his mom was talking to him, was everything I didn't want to happen to me when I came out. So right. it's like, Ugh. and it, actually, it came it came out before I came out, I think. Yeah. So that that made it even harder on me. I was like, oh, is this gonna happen to me? Um, but I mean. In hindsight, it's a beautiful movie, groundbreaking. Black gay people falling in love, love it. Yeah. More of that. that. And even though we're not giving him that much energy, it won an Oscar. So it it did, yeah, because it's a beautiful movie. I was gonna say we should we should probably have an episode, and I think I saw a tweet about it, but I didn't click on it. But it was basically um, 
good movies that you can only watch one time. Uh, <laughs> Moonlight is one of those movies. Yeah, I can't also, um, another one, I haven't watched it, but it's supposed to be like the bee's fucking knees. It's got a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes called Pariah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's about it's about a black woman. Okay. Um, I haven't seen a love interest in the trailer, but I'm sure I will let us pray. Let us pray let us that pray. there's a black love interest. Huh. That's interesting. Oh, I didn't. I had a movie on here that I didn't. I mean, I guess it probably doesn't count. I don't know. Does a thruple count? <laughs> yeah, it's all encompassing. Okay. Um, there was this movie. Uh, what is it called? The Wonderful Mrs. Mars. Uh, I can't think of it. But anyway, it's about the creator of Wonder Woman and his wife. They actually it talks about uh how, like their life essentially, but they ended up um in a throuple, like a real one. Obviously, they couldn't all be married to each other, but like the wife and the girlfriend, or the wife and whoever, they they had a relationship, and then they each had a relationship with the husband. Like he ended up having kids with them, and even after the husband died, they the the two women stayed together. You know what? And it's based Whatever on a true works, story. I don't judge. If that works for you and you're happy. It was just good. really interesting. And then it was all like this is it was real life. It was about the person the who made Wonder Woman. So and that's like oh, and like a lot of the wonder stuff in Wonder Woman is like she's kind of dominatrixy, like her lasso mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And yeah. So it was interesting. That's why she walked ran around in a um in, in a corset, yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, it's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we talked about Love Simon. Yeah, that that movie I thought was really cute. Um, the best scene in that movie is when he's talking to his mom. What'd you say? Like they Nothing. Captured that so well. And just a note for that because I read the book too. I think I read it afterwards, and thank God because yeah, you know we're critical, right? So for the first time the movie was better than the book. And I think it just goes to show, she's a bi woman trying to tell the story of a gay man. The and writer? Think, yes. The, uh, book the writer. author? Yeah, author, my bad. Um, Becky Albernathy, I think is her name. Um, and the guy who directed the film was a gay man. So when I was reading the book, I felt like it was like, I was like, this is, this is unrealistic, you know? She told it from a, in my in my eyes, she told it from like a fairy tale experience of the gay, um, a gay coming out story. It didn't feel as heavy in the book, but in the movie, it felt like this heavy thing that was weighing on him and how he dated all the mystery guys and how he thought about them in his head. I was like, that is how it goes. Like you just you have this this image of who you want, and then you meet them, and you're like, oh fuck, that's not here. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, the movie's better than the book. Okay. So read the book if you want. You you just told me that the movie is better. Yeah, but they got a lot of Harry Potter references in the um, book, so I like it. <laughs> okay, what about you, B? What your favorite movies or TV shows? Um, Orange Is the New Black is one that I really liked originally. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the originally. Yeah, it got it. It is. It, 
they started running out of shit of what they really wanted to do, and they were just drawing shit out too long. It's some shows that I feel like I want more than just two or three seasons, but I don't need it to be seven, eight seasons or whatever. Like at that point, okay. y'all just drawing it on. But it started out to be really good, very interesting. Then around like season five, it was just like, hmm. I stopped watching after Pusey was killed. And that's when the show went downhill. Exactly, yeah. And that was on one of my favorite ships was Tasty and Pusey. Even though they weren't intimately together, they were still like really, really, really close friends. And um, yeah, I just loved their 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 Yeah, they were hilarious. That they had together. Um, but yeah, Orange is New Black was definitely a show that I loved. Um, a movie that I loved was Holiday Heart. Um People don't really talk about that a lot, but that was a movie with uh, Ving Rhames, and I forget the other lady. Was that Loretta Devine? No. No. But it was like, yeah. Holiday Heart? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ving Rhames was basically, um, uh, uh, what's it called? When it's a show. When they, they dress up, but it's a show. Drag show. He was like a, uh, oh, a, drag, a drag queen. queen. Yeah. Oh. So, um, so yeah, now, and that, and, Reason why I like that too is because like it's Ving Rhames. Like you don't expect this big ass nigga, big swole ass nigga from fucking Baby Boy to be this character, but he was. And he did. Two thousand. Yes. Oh, bro, they played this shit. So this is one of the movies they played like a motherfucker on BET, like on holidays, on Sundays, on random days, whatever. They played the fuck out of this movie on BET. But he basically was a drag queen, and he was cool with this uh, lady, and she was a crackhead. And um, she had a daughter, and he basically became, like, the guardian of the daughter, basically. Okay. And you just kind of just saw him raise her and what he was doing with his own life. And um, now that I think about it, was Billy Porter in that? They were ahead of the game in 2000. Was Billy Porter in that? It was somebody in that that, um, that, well, I have it here. that um, now resembles, now it? I think about it, resembles Billy Porter. But I'm not sure if that it was... was you're looking for a man? Yeah. He's like, he looks, he seems slender. He might not be Bill. If you don't see Bill Porter name, then that ain't him. But, um, yeah, that's a really good movie. I really like that movie. Huh. Um, I'm going to definitely give this to all much. Yeah, no, for, for sure. It's a really good movie. I like it. Um, what else? Uh, Broke Bad Mountains, of course, is a classic. Um, probably one of the first gay movie that I snuck to watch I would say because like my parents watched it but I mean it's a rated first of all it's a rated R movie so I wasn't allowed yeah exactly and I wasn't allowed to watch any rated R movies regardless of the facts but I know I remember they watched it and they were like yeah you can't watch that movie and I was like okay but I remember I watched it and I was just like I mean did they "Hmm." they like it? (laughs) nah they didn't like it of course they didn't How did you feel about it? Because I know you like westerns, and it's kind yeah. of like a western. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it, and I don't. And realistically, I, well, not even realistically. I know I need to go back and watch because I don't. I don't think I've watched it as. It makes me sad, but that's just yeah, an adult I, I adult. But I remember I watched it like kind of like when it came out when I was yeah. younger. Yeah. So I'm pretty. Sure I watched it different. um this year actually um for the first time. No, no. Oh, okay. Girl. Um, absolutely not. Um, this year again. Revisited it. Say you revisited it. Yeah, I revisited it. Um, it was just it's sad. Um, I have so I have like this rule when I'm watching um TV shows where like 
if I if I'll stand a gay couple I like, and my limit is when they're hurting women, because I feel like I get it. It's survival. Oh, they um, both. No, only only Heath Ledger's wife or Heath Ledger's character had a wife. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. No, 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 no. It was. Oh yeah, it was. It was Heath Ledger. Uh, the other one was dating Anne Hathaway, so they both had a woman, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, that's where I draw the line because I'm just like, at least make her happy if you don't be a fuckboy, you know, kind of thing. Like, right. And they, he was just being rude to her, like rude, like mean, dismissive. And like, it's fucked up in all aspects, but... I was like, if the least you could do is be a, you know, a gentleman to her, if you're gonna be, you know, fucking around on the side. But yeah, he was just a bitch to her, so it just made it really hard to watch. I and forgot I, about that. Go go first. I said I forgot about that. Oh oh yeah, yeah. He was really um horrible to him, and that reminds me because we forgot about our favorite ship, or my favorite ship actually is the lead going Hernando from Sense Eight. Oh. That's do my that. I want to kill myself. No. Oh, oh, Brent reminded me because when he was talking about Brokeback Mountain, it reminded me of another movie where I um, saw that the female wife was played and treated like shit the entire movie. But I love the ending because she gets her just desserts. And it's our boy um, Hernando is in it. He's okay. a star. And he plays another gay um, character. And this is based on a true story. Hernando was. Wait, I'm so confused. Okay, so basically, when Brent brought up who, which one was Hernando? That was the boyfriend. The glass is a teacher. Lito, he wasn't a sensei. Lito, okay, Hernando, got it. I love him. (laughs) I just always on that damn phone watching TV. I'm not. (laughs) Don't remember characters' names. Yeah, you know, I have to get it straight. It's been a minute. Um, yeah, so he is um, a star in that, and it's basically like it tells about Mexico. I want to say in the early 1900s, and like they had this big gay scandal with one of the um, top political officials, and I mean his wife had to go through it, but you know the ending pleased me. What is um, the name of it? The name is The Dance of 41. The Dance of 41. Do you feel like foreign films have a lot more? gay representation like foreign media because yeah yeah because i feel like like half the things you named are like foreign and then also the handmaiden um i watched that that's a really good movie have you seen that no i haven't it's a korean movie um it's all subtitles so but i mean you know i don't have no problem yeah you don't have no problem with that uh it took me a minute not a minute it maybe took me two times to get through the whole thing, but it's really good. It's about um, two women and this handmade or not handmade because that sounds like Handmaid's Tale. But this 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 maid and this house, um, if I can remember correctly, like her, she falls in love with like the rich woman in the house, and um, they're kind of along the same age. And so I think one fakes the other death and pretends to be the other. I don't know. So that they could essentially run off to be together. It, it was yeah. crazy, but it's really good. Okay. My bad real quick. Um, what else I want to say? Okay. Before I get into my other movie. Okay. Since we going back, um, ships, Nomi and Amanita. Nominita. 
Uh, uh, why can why did we do this? Uh, Lido and Hernando. I just I wrote this outline like Lido no ago. Lido Hernando and Daniela. Yes, I like them as as a trio. The first triple yeah. that I actually stand. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. Yeah, right. how could I forget no Manito? How could we forget them? Because they that's wedding the was that, that their wedding was the one we were like bawling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was a moment. I just, I actually, you don't check Facebook. I actually was the anniversary of the trailer dropping from three years ago, <laughs> yesterday. And I, I tagged you. Oh, I need to yeah. go on Facebook. Girl, to talk about the that. emotions. Damn, the yesterday. Emotions. Yesterday. To have lived through that. Yesterday was the three year anniversary of uh, Hereditary, too. The movie Hereditary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> sounds um, like I was watching those at the same time. Um, it's just, you know, like, Lito and Hernando is the reason why I shut my mouth and people are like, oh, straight people shouldn't play gay roles. I'm like, you know what? I agree, but just leave Lito and Hernando alone. Wait, so which one I, was, wait, I, wanted to talk, I wanted to talk about that, too, because I was going to bring up Call Me By Your Name, but not to praise it. Yeah, you're skipping all over the place right now. <laughs> but to talk about, he brought up straight people playing gay roles that is something i wanted to ask you about how you felt about it i think as a general rule no so miguel the guy who plays leader for gay people to play straight roles which it's been done because if you watch um what's that show that scandal that hasn't gotten canceled on um netflix but it's like it's about like crap who's the main actor he's like it's not limitless Uh, what am i thinking of it's like a murder mystery show, and they get into Atlanta on the second season about the Atlanta killings. Um, the show about the CIA. Yes, and they're profiling and yeah. Um, what the Mind Hunters? Mind Hunters. Oh, he's so gay. He's gay in real life, but he's playing a straight person. So I love that. Like I need awesome. the duality. So if more gay people can get straight roles like him. Then I think yes, everybody can play everyone except for trans people. Like that's awful. Okay, so I know if I I can name two more that I know for sure, um, and probably women are more likely to get those straight roles yes. than men. But men, Luke Evans, the person who played um, Gaston. Oh yeah, he's been playing us straight. Yes, he he he. But um. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Gaston. We, yeah, um, he, he, Gaston's given um, a little by curiosity. Yeah, Butch Queen, realness for sure. Right. Um, and but he plays he plays straight roles a lot. He was actually in that Wonder Woman movie. He was the husband. Um, and the guy from Scandal. We talked about it. Not Ooh. not Fitz, but her other love interest. The black dude. No, the white one. Jake Jake Ballard. Jake Ballard. He's gay. Jake Ballard is gay. Remember, I texted you and I was like, "Dang, y'all get everybody." <laughs> what? I just t- googled him and said Jake Ballard wife. What is the truth? Jake Ballard. Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure he's he gay. Show, I guess. Um, boom goes to the line. Is he? I'm pretty What's sure. I, I saw a picture of him on Twitter with someone who said his husband. But anyways. Yes. Okay, I'm going to Google this while you um, keep talking. Okay, you said you had another movie. 
Oh, I was gonna get into Paris Burning. So I yes. uh, I ended up so I ended up watching Pose after y'all. I'm just telling everybody. Um, so they watched the first and second season. Um, by the time I got into it, the second season had just ended. So I binged the first and second season, loved the show, and then it, I remember I heard about Paris is Burning before, but then it, like it was like just highly suggested on YouTube or whatever. So mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, I'll just watch it. And it, I like kind of the order of me watching it that I I like watching the show and then watching like the real shit and I was just like oh shit like I mean I can get it like Paris Burning would definitely be like a little like intro to it and then while you watching Pose it's like okay boom but it was just like oh this is where this come from and this is where oh that's where they got that from and this mm-hmm. is where this so it was just I cool like tying everything before. together and seeing like people who are seeing different houses who could have. Um, you know, you say, okay, I think that's who they got that character from. Or, you know, like you can just kind of just yeah. point out who people were trying to be or who they were emulating. Um, but yeah, I, I just like Pose, I feel like Paris is Burning was even uh, just as um, informational and interesting. Um, and yeah, it was cool seeing like the real people, like the real, the real motherfuckers who was doing the balls. And like, it was just, it was just cool as fuck seeing that shit. Um, the elders. Right. The OGs in the game, so yeah, it was the icons and the legends. It was cool seeing seeing them. Yeah. Um, also yeah. sad too because again, like Pose, of course, is based off of real shit, but it's just like these are the real shit. So it's like mm-hmm. everybody just saying like, oh yeah, they no longer with us, or they died this then, or they were showing a death date of this day, or it's like, god damn, like they were just in the fucking documentary and now it's you know at the end it's like they they died of AIDS or this person like it was crazy to me I said wait a second yeah that means they had to die quick right right like people who was just in the documentary Mm -hmm. already passed Mm -hmm. it was like two weeks later so yeah that shit was insane but it was very like I said I I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah Paris is burning walk so Pose and Legendary could run Mm -hmm. yeah I think just going back to after I watched Paris is Burning and I can't remember in what order. I think I watched Paris is Burning first, but it was around the time when they were doing promo for Pose. Um, was just like the creativity. It just astonished me. Like it just blew me out of the water how they created this entire community. Culture. Yeah, culture from 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 scratch like from necessity necessity to live yeah exactly and and then too when i think about you know when we talk about like how quickly people were dying it's like imagine you living your life like not knowing how you know what i'm saying knowing that it could be cut short knowing that Mm -hmm. you know people like you are only living to see you know late 20s third you know and if you're not killed by aids you're you could be killed another way by a person they were still in new york like and then people definitely i mean people still homophobic now so it was even higher then right and so they just managed to find all of that beauty i'm glad you just said that in all of that tragedy yeah and like uh, and even in addition to that it's just like like you said like a lot of these um a lot of these people a lot of these folks like didn't have families like mm-hmm. they family kicked them out so like witnessing that these houses and like you know they house mothers and all shit really became like a family to them and like them yeah. going to the ball like that was 
it was a big thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all they whole entire family would go to this ball and show the fuck out and battle these black other houses. Black people, black and Latino people. Right. Like, you know, white gays come out and they get at home. I mean, not say they don't go through the serious shit, but um, I had a friend, he came out and his dad bought him a car. <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole like, other White privilege. gays can do whatever they want. <laughs> Especially if they're straight passing. Yeah, black people and brown, black and brown people had to survive no matter what. Um, and they're super creative and the foundation for a lot of things. Yes. I even saw, so on Legendary, um, a few episodes ago, they had Amaya Scott on there. And I saw a tweet even before she was on um, Legendary. I mean, that didn't make her famous. I think I think she she was probably one of the earlier famous quote unquote transgender um people Amaya Scott her name on her name on Twitter is King Amaya Scott and I think it was obviously because of some problematic shit because she's so beautiful and men were like Yeah Maya bad. Yeah they were like oh if she you know they're tricking us. Like she was like one of the first ones who could pass in the black community. I would say Sydney Star too. But Sydney Star got popping because she was the one who, who everybody thought she had she was fucking around with Chingy. And then once it came out that uh she was transgender, that's when it became like, Oh, you slept with a you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But Sydney Star, again, bad. Like you 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 can kinda tell, but not really. Uh-huh. Like And it's um like it shouldn't matter if you should um can tell and I think that's a stigma yeah, that it has it to is. do with this because especially in um I mean, in all communities, but you, you already know how black people are. Um, it's such a taboo thing to think that, oh, you don't love the body that God puts you in. And I was like, you know, when I tried to explain it um, to my family or my parents, I was like, um, it's not for you to understand. It's for you to respect. Like, right. they're not asking for you to understand why they want to do it. They right. just want to respect, you know, as any other human being would want. So I think um, once we lose that, stigma that you know oh if i'm dating a trans woman i'm really dating a man dressing up as a woman no you aren't you're dating a woman right a trans woman you know that's what she is and that's who she is and who she identifies with so i think um you know whether they're passing or whether you know you can talk them from a mile away um you know they deserve that same uh, respect yeah, but back to my point about Amaya, they they basically said that, like, Amaya's standard of beauty is the standard of beauty that you see on all, like, the Instagram girls. Like, the lace fronts, the, the makeup, how she styled her hair, like, all of that. She was the blueprint for, basically, beauty today. And it's like, I'm glad she's getting her flowers, but it's also, like... Just uh just 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 the just the 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 power. Black women, black trans women, the power. Like Laverne Cox. Yes. It's just it's it it's I don't know, like I said, it leaves me speechless just to like to be able to see how much um we've persevered as a people and, and, and see, you know, black LGBT people, you know, kind of embody that as well with another added um, facet to 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 their experience, to their life experience. And going back to what you said about trans people in the community, and I don't know, this might can, this is probably not right, but I think another thing 
obviously you should respect them. But I, I think for me, um, me and Brent talked about this show just briefly. We watched, um, they had a show on TLC called Transitioning, I think it was called, or Transition. Remember when it, yeah, I know you're talking about, I can't, I anyway, it was yeah. about different older, uh, older trans people kind of transitioning after they had like had families and like were letting their family know. But for me, it was just every time I hear a trans person story, I just have so much empathy. Like think about if you literally had to live your entire life in a body that you didn't feel like was yours. And for me, that just makes me more empathetic and sympathetic to their experience in general. Like I've never, because why would somebody put themselves through that if they didn't? Oh yeah. If it was just not real, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't speak to, um, you know, I can't speak on everybody's experience, but I personally think the, out of all of the LGBTQIA plus and all that, the trans, especially black trans women have it the hardest Yeah. because it's almost like you're having to do, um, two things. You're having to either come out as gay or trans and then then black and gay and trans. So, you know, damn, double homicide to your, that's what your parents are thinking, you know? Um, I feel like they have it the hardest because even gay people don't understand trans people. Whereas, you know, it's, you know, you're gay. Everybody who's gay is going to understand you. And if people are like, oh yeah, gay is cool, but there are, your own kind is turning against you. And, and you know, I'm, I know I'm um, saying, I used to be ignorant too. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, Actually, it was Pose that kind of destroyed that ignorance for me. I was watching the first season of Pose and seeing Blanca walk out on the stage and, you know, getting shunned by her own people. And I'm like, wait, isn't it, aren't you guys all the same? Like, why is this happening? And then seeing how the story progressed and uh-huh. they're like, I'm a woman. You know, I'm like, damn, I was ignorant as fuck, you know. But uh-huh. I'm one person who, um, when um, presented with new information, changes their opinions. So... I'm an advocate for it as hell. Right. Lost in transition. Lost in transition. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting show because, yeah, it it's really interesting and it came out around the time that Caitlyn Jenner was doing her transition. I know, but I'm just saying. So it was kind of like in that same realm, um, mostly white white people, but. Yeah. And uh, just another aside, like I always had, we, um, Adrian shared that Billy Porter came out with a Jimmy Choo collection with, and I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Cause the first thing it says is like, you know, we're going to have extended sizes. So everybody who can, um, you know, everybody who wants to wear heels can find heels in their size. And then I thought, I, I, my immediate response is like, oh, I love this. This is great. And then I was like, wait a minute, Jimmy Choo. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, let me see how much this costs. And of course, the the cheapest shoe is like $650. And I was like, what? I'm like, wait a minute. Most of the people in this community, like the gender neutral and the trans people, the black and brown gender neutral and trans people, Cannot afford these shoes. Well, people do okay. that. People do that in general. Two chains did something with did a sneaker with Versace. Nigga, I'm not finna pay a stack for no fucking sneakers. I can't. I can't. Okay. Uh, and uh, shit, Nikki, she did her well, shit with Fendi. But I'm saying, like, for me, it was their positioning of it being in 
inclusive. Okay. Like yeah. that you was make it inclusive. You need to make it yeah, inclusive. And in no, price they too. Li- literally on the on the I went to the page and it was like championing inclusivity. This is so inclusive. And I'm like, you're size inclusive, but you're not price inclusive. And the majority of people in the community cannot afford these prices. Who are these mm-hmm. actually for? Okay, I need to see a um I send it to a, you. A lower a lower middle class option. Okay. Like <laughs> I like, mean, even an Aldo version, like, <laughs> like it don't have to be payless. Like, rack room shoes version of this shit. Like, yeah, so, yeah, so that kind of hurt my, <laughs> yeah, that hurt my spirit a little bit because I thought it was dope, but then I was like, damn, like the people who actually would love this shit can't even afford it. They gonna have to boost the damn shoes. <laughs> right, <laughs> at least make it Jordan prices before the resale. <laughs> right. All right, so next we'll just talk about our favorite characters and then I think we'll kind of round conclude this because I feel like we've kind of touched on how we can see improvements in representation. But yeah, so my favorite characters in this genre, of, of course, me and Matt touched base again on Julian the Phantom, so hopefully he'll be watching it. But oh yeah, I mean, I didn't know we had a sis in there. I I told you. I must have glazed over that last little detail. You did. I I I I'm never gonna. Now that I know that you're looking for that, I'm never gonna mm-hmm. suggest anything that does not I, have that in there. Nine times out of ten, I want, unless it's a murder mystery, I won't watch it if it doesn't have at least one gay person. You know, right? Like that's just. I, if you recommend recommend it, I'll watch it. But nine times out of ten, I mean, that's yeah, that's basically how I am about anything. Like it has to have people of color in it. As means, yeah. if they are not in it, I don't want to watch it. Um, but yeah, Alex, I love him. He's so sweet. He's the best. Um, just watch it, and you will see what I mean. And uh, obviously, we have Praytale, Electra, um, and I can't remember what was Justice character name in Generation. Um, I cannot remember yeah. his name, but I loved him so much. I mean, he was a little. Yeah. Misguided. I mean, he was a little, he was a little creep, but I still loved him. <laughs> he was misguided. Chester. Chester. Yeah, Chester, baby. Misguided is in the war. He tried to get his. That's misguided. <laughs> That's not. I mean, I know you like a little problematic um, queen, but no, baby, that was fucked up. He catfished the fuck out of the yeah, teachers. Yeah, he did. He did. And that's why I'm glad Grinder was not around when I was a t- um, teenager because. Only God knows. <laughs> but yeah, outside of that, I loved him. Mm-hmm. Of course you would. Any other characters from y'all? Um, I think Electra gets so like it's crazy how much gay of my gay friends, Jeremy included. So when you listen to this, I'm calling you out. Um, <laughs> uh, they don't like Electra. They do not like her. They just say, "Oh, it's not. She's not acting. That's just how she is in real life." And I, my answer to that is, so what? Right. She does that shit great. Right. Like, there will probably never be another queer read like the one she gave, the, the ones she gives on that show. She right. dishes it out every fucking time. I mean, she's like the, if you open the dictionary, it's her face and like those clips. Because like, if you didn't know what a read was, now you know. Gives it to them. So I love Electra. Um, of course, my favorite characters are, um, I love, um, what's the name? Gabrielle. Um, 
I forgot the other one's name, but from the way he looks. I have the DVD because you can't find it anywhere else, so I, I'm going to let you guys borrow it. It's such yeah. a cute story. And um, I think Lito and Hernando um, yeah, have to sure. take it. I mean, I they're that. straight, but they they sold me on gay love. I'm giving real gay love ain't nothing like that shit. Like, <laughs> we, we ain't dancing on parades in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and Pride, but... <laughs> Girl, girl, we out here struggling, trying to figure out what to eat for night, and then you know you, you lay on his his belly afterwards, and it's giving you the bubble guts. So that that's what gay love is. <laughs> but um, I um, yeah, I I, I think Lisa Hernando, um, Gabrielle, and um, his love interest from the way he looks, and um, Electra. I think Pose, yeah, Electra. I, I I line mostly Electra because I I if I have to read it, bitch, I will. Right. No, yeah, your personality is definitely in line with Miss Abundance. Electra Abundance. B. Um, Angel Pusey. Um, oh, Cleo from Set It Off. Um, Oh shit! I forgot all about that movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, they're my main ones. I can and yeah. At first, I didn't like Electra, but she grew on me. I think once she once she started reading motherfuckers, I was like, okay, I like her. But yeah. before that, I was like, oh, I don't like her attitude. Get get her yeah. the fuck out of here. Season but, one, it's a hard sell. Yeah, but she comes around. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, and I just want to recommend because I feel like because on your list you guys haven't watched Shit's Creek yet, have you? No, but I did write I did write them on the list because I, um, I keep hearing about them. It is, it's a lot of white people, and that's why people. I haven't touched yes, on it yet. There, there are some black characters, you know, um, Ronnie, and she's hilarious. But um, I will say that show is. They knew what they were doing when they created that. And it's the mother from um, Home Alone, Moira yeah. Rose. And it's a father-son team that writes it. I mean, beautiful. Start to finish. I'm on the last season right now. They're like, it is a, it's a comedy. So like, if you're missing the office and you're looking for like, not like the same filming type, but just like something funny to watch with mm-hmm. good jokes. And yeah, the Shit's Creek is amazing. I got my mom on it and she finished in like a week. Oh, wow. I did. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I definitely want to watch it. Again, it's full of white people. <laughs> so that yeah, has, it's like... It's 20-minute episodes, too, but... All the episodes are in 20 minutes? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, but it's full of white people, but it is, like... Dan Levy knows what he's doing. Like, yeah. he knows how to keep everybody involved. I'm like, I was like, oh, I can watch, watch some white people shit. I, 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 like, I love white people ragging on each other. That's more of this. Right, right. <laughs> I avoided this because uh, co-workers at my previous job, they used to watch that shit all the time. and used to always talk about it, and I don't like them hoes now. So I used to, <laughs> I was just like, they'd be like, oh, you used to watch the show. It's, oh, down, Daniel. Oh, doll, that shit. i yo, get the fuck out of here. Like, leave me alone with that shit. But, David. Yeah. I love David, that's his name. David. So, David. Um, yeah, I'm, but I'll eventually, I'll probably end up watching. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> no, I was just, I was just looking. I no, I, I honestly I stand the pettiness. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, you should watch it. You'll get a good laugh out of it. And there are some scenes that make you like literally want to get pick up tissues. They do a really good job of um oh, humbling these privileged white people. 
that's dope. So in conclusion, when we talk about representation, of course, more gay people in gay roles um, or LGBT people in LGBT plus roles. Um, obviously, more couples of color together. Yes. And anything else? I mean, I think those... I'm looking forward to, hopefully, I'm sure there are more things coming, you know, as we progress in this world. Mm -hmm. We're getting Um, more things, so. Actually, um, two, one of my favorite authors, um, he won't say it, but like I Googled and found out two of his um, books are getting adaptations. One's going to be a movie and one's going to hopefully be an HBO series. Um, and one of them has two Latino boys. In fact, I think in every one of his books, he makes um, the person he's writing about a person of color because he says he's Latino. I love that. Um, Is it the Cemetery Boys? No, it's called okay. They Both Die at the End. So okay. you get your tissues ready. Um, that's, the, that's what it's called? It's called They Both Die at the oh, End. Oh, Lord. Let me tell you something. It. You, you're like, fuck, you just spoiled the book for me. But it is such a good read. And he does such a good way of making you, like, fall in love with them and hope for their survival. But he's telling you in the beginning, like, the name of this is called They Both Die at the End. You know what I mean? Oh, my it, God. It's, it's art. I'll, I'll read it again, knowing what happens at the end. It is just art. So that's getting, a, I think, HBO. But it's hush-hush right now. And the other one... um which is another white with Latino, but what is, um, it's called, um, crap. What was it called? Um, crap. I just had it. Um, let me Google it. It's such a good book. I just want to say it. Um, I'm so bare. Um, uh, crap. Oh, what if it was us? Yeah. And, um, the creator of Love, Simon co-wrote this with him. Okay. Yeah, that's another good one. I have both these books if you want to borrow them. Okay. But, um, yeah. Okay, cute. Um, we also didn't discuss rules or... Um, we didn't, but I felt like... What rules? Prob- Ruin jewels from Euphoria. Oh, that's but that's problematic. We love to hate. We just have to stay in it. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know I, I mean? did. Like... Yeah, I wanted to include them because obviously I just love those two actresses. And I love the show, but also like their relationship is like it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> you know, I, I think it. Um, I mean, most times we see gays are either um in love or dying on TV, so it's good to see <laughs> an unhealthy, non-dying gay relationship. I mean, barely. Rule I mean, she, she, she said barely. <laughs> At any moment. Girl, um, but yeah, yes, but I feel you. Euphoria, um, and then I mean, we gotta include our boy Nate. Um, oh lord, yeah, he he a problematic gay, <laughs> and and his dad. I mean, it's Euphoria gay as fuck. I love it. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think about them because it's just like because uh, the actor in his other stuff, he's like so like power hetero alpha male and so but in a non-problematic way and so when they have him in euphoria like being an asshole and be it's just like 
Obviously, I'm more comfortable with him in Euphoria because it's our, you know, eight hour long episodes about the nigga. But when I see him in a two hour movie being nice, I'm just like, fuck you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah. I, I, I don't want um, uh, Jules to drag her down, but I still stand them. I no, Rue is dragging Jules down. That's what I meant. Yes. Wait, what? Rue is Zendaya. No, she ain't. Rue is the one on drugs. Both, honestly, both of them, both of them are toxic for each other. We but did it? Honest. What's her name trying to get her get her to get on the bus? Exactly. She the rehab. Exactly. So, exactly. what is the truth, baby? Both. It's both of them. Honestly, both of them are yeah, bad. You're for right. Each other. It is a toxic circle. Yeah. Um, both of them. <laughs> And then, um, and then when you throw Nate in there, it's a whole chaotic mess. But you know who? You know who will never let us down? Who? Our girl Cat. Yeah, no, she she's don't. never let us down. Turkey the Drake. <laughs> I she need to watch you for you again, but it was just so much. That show was so much. Yeah, it's really heavy. Wade still hasn't watched. it. I'm trying to get him to watch it. Oh yeah, he needs to watch it. Super good. Um, and then I didn't talk about Willie and Alex from. Julia the Phantoms, but like I said, you need to watch it first. And yeah. also, just in books, Adria stole Carry On because Matt refuses to read it for some reason. I don't know why, but it's also a great... I actually just finished another book because I just had to get through the ones I had. So I haven't started another book, so I will start that one if Adria gives me my stuff back when she <laughs> listens to this. <laughs> but yes, Carry On is also a really great um, LGBT plus book as well there's another one that i read that's also um i didn't know we were going to talk about books so i didn't search for the title of it but i think it's called birthday something something about birthday but it's about these two best friends and one of them um they're realizing that they're trans and then they they share a birthday so they they like would hang out on their birthdays or whatever and then the other best friend like he, he could see the other's feminine energy, I guess. And so, I don't know. They they end up, like, kind of falling in love, essentially. But it was really good. And I just found that randomly on the app that I used to read, to listen to books. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, well, I'm, yeah, because you don't read traditional books. You like to listen. Yeah. So, I was going to say, I'll let you borrow some books. But, um, I do read. Like, if the story is good, I'll read it at night. I'm going to let y'all borrow. They both got at the end. I want to hear you guys' opinions. Oh, my on goodness. That, um, you trying to kill me. But, yeah. I'm telling you that. Oh, no. What happened? Time out. We was talking about his phone. Probably died. Right. Uh-uh. Hate to see it. <laughs> well, y'all. Right. Um, <laughs> If y'all are not, well, no, you want to go ahead and get into what we supposed to be watching? It's it's the same shit, honestly. I don't think nothing changed. No, nothing has changed. Um, again, Loki is coming out, so we're gonna hit up Loki. Um, I think there was something else, but I can't think of it right now. But yeah, we've kind of. Yep, that's it. Dang. So yeah, make sure y'all um uh, follow us on. Well, no, I'm sorry, I have a sneaker show. Um. It's called Sneak Geeks, you know what I mean? So, if you know anybody that collects sneakers, or if you collect sneakers, want to discuss some shit, feel free to pull up and let them know what's going on. You dig what I'm saying? Hit me up on my DM, on my Instagram. Um, and yeah, we can get active. Alright, so we were able to get Matt back on. We're, we're just wrapping up. 
yeah yeah good good shit um thank you guys for having me if y'all want to talk about any more queer shit for the month um i will if y'all want to get a snippet in i'm gonna finish post tonight yes yes uh reply to us on infandelity on our twitter page and we and yes we celebrate we support and celebrate pride all year long not just in june so that's why we had so much to talk about because we're you know constantly just educating ourselves and i mean i actually have a list of um shows that i um recommend with lgbtq people or lgbtq um theme so i'll send that to y'all on twitter yeah do that so we can share it with our with our family all right thank y'all for having me thank you matt all right i'll talk to y'all later bye bye all right y'all yeah make sure y'all follow us on our twitter which is infandelity pod that's infandelity pod um Peace. We'll talk to y'all later. Yep.